My name is Tim Barkholtz. I work for ExxonMobil, and I'm working on technology for CO2 capture. At ExxonMobil, we're working on a range of solutions, including a new way to capture carbon at natural gas power plants. Learn more at energyfactor.com. This is Stephen Adams. And this is Kevin Dr- oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> you Kevin Durant, mate? <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go again. So, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Ennis Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth... Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Ennis Cantor, and you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of DailyThunder.com, also Almighty Baller Radio. I've got my guy, Michele Barra, on the line. Michele, how you doing? Great. Great. The The season is is two weeks from now, so or three weeks from now, so I'm happy. Yeah. A week from today is Media Day for the Thunder, and uh, we will be there. We'll be recording uh, the interviews, and we'll... Give you all the good stuff for the podcast that day, so you can listen to what the players had to say. If you're at, most of you will be at work and won't be able to listen, so uh, like on the radio or something like that. But we'll have um, all of those interviews pushed out into a podcast form uh, next Monday, and we'll be there. And hopefully, I won't ask Kyle Singler any awkward questions this year. <laughs> um, but uh, so it's gonna it's it's getting really really exciting. We have basically we have a week. And if Russ doesn't commit to to sign his con- his contract extension, uh, it's I think Media Day is going to be just a, a zoo. Like it's going to be crazy because I think people are going to ask these questions and everything's going to be up in the air. And you also have Paul George there, and you have Patrick Patterson who we get to talk to. Like it's just going to be crazy. Um, I think if Russ signs, I think it will settle things down a little bit. Um, but I'll be interested to see how Russ handles that. If uh, if he doesn't sign between now and next Monday, yeah, I mean uh, we can discuss that a bit, but I I'm not sure there is many incentive to sign at this point, right? Like uh, like in some sense, um, I spoke about it with um, Fred Katz in private, and we were discussing that what 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 is the reason that Russ uh, could really benefit from signing now, and the mm-hmm. only thing is. If he doesn't absolutely want to get traded anywhere else, mm-hmm. yeah, um, because I mean they, they can really trade him if things go go south uh, in the uh, maybe before the deadline on any team, like even a bad team, mm-hmm. a place he doesn't uh, want to go, and so that is the only incentive. It is a big one, and, and also the money. I mean, if he get injured injured uh, severely, uh, those kind of money will not be there. But apart from that, I mean, he he can take this year and see how it goes. Uh, and maybe the team would, in, in some sense, if he doesn't commit now and he wants to stay, uh, then this could be mildly beneficial to, to OKC because they have a little bit more flexibility next summer. So, I don't know. Uh, there is probably, I mean, OKC will be much better off if he signs, of course. But... I don't, I don't know if, if at this point, if that will happen before Monday. Yeah, it sure doesn't feel like it. No. It sure doesn't feel like that's going to happen. And, uh, basically that's all we have to go on is like, what do we feel in our hearts about this contract extension? Cause he's not saying anything. Like he's, he's out, he's posting on social media all the time. He's out doing his thing. He's at boxing fights. He's at all these things. Uh, but he's <clears throat> certainly not in OKC signing a contract extension. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he handles those questions, um, and it'll definitely be a lot more intrigue around OKC that day, but uh, it'll be fun, and I'm excited to talk more about basketball whenever whenever this team can play than this contract <laughs> yeah. extension, because I think we've, I've definitely, I'm exhausted from talking about it. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the top eight in the West. This is... It's a really interesting year for the Western Conference. There are so many good teams. I mean, there are probably 12 teams. Uh, like, if you cut this the West in half, a lot of the teams would still make it in the Eastern Conference, make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. They're this, mm-hmm. they're this good. 
and you feel bad for teams like the Pelicans. Like the Pelicans would probably be the sixth seed in the East, uh, but I don't think that they really have a very good shot at all to make it in the West. Uh, same with like the Grizzlies. Like, the Grizzlies would be a would be a solid uh, East playoff team, and they're on the fringe there. The Blazers might be the fourth seed in the East, but they may not make it in the West. So it's really uh, it's a it's a tough conference to be in, um, and we're we're going to go through it. I have mine kind of in tiers. Uh, mm-hmm. We can we can breeze past number one. I mean, it's kind of stupid to even talk about them. Yeah, I mean, they will be uh, great, uh, barring injury, and maybe even with injury, they they can be great nevertheless. And yeah. so, I mean, they will they can probably win sixty if even if a key player misses like a big chunk of the season, and that that's basically speaks for itself, I guess. Yeah, the Warriors will be the number one seed, no question. They will sleepwalk to sixty, and mm. might sleepwalk to seventy. Like that's not out of the question. You know, it depends on how much they, they want to push it. Uh, they will probably, um, even if it's not allowed anymore, rest player uh, during the process because they can. And But, but I mean, I don't see how they, they, they can lose uh, on a nightly basis. So, yeah. I mean, they, they basically can, can kill everyone besides two or three teams without even care. So Right. Yeah, it'll be... An- I hope the Thunder can get a win against them this year. Yeah. I think the the thing that the Thunder have going against them is that the Warriors just play so hard against them. Like they want to beat them maybe more than any team in the league, which is really unfair because they've already t- taken the superstar from us and Kevin Durant, but now they like have more of a will to win against OKC than anybody else, which is kind of frustrating. Or it, it makes the game real. Uh, even in, like in the regular season, so that is that is nice at least that they have like a really competitive game. Yeah. Sometimes the Warriors showed up and they they just play uh, with Christ control uh, without even um, push themselves. So sure. at least okay, OKC push uh, the Warriors to 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 show up. Yeah. And and maybe this year will be well. They have all the tools to be better than last year. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, my second tier, and I think this is kind of universal. I don't know that anyone disagrees with this. And maybe there's one one other team you could add to this, but I wouldn't add them. The Rockets, Thunder, and Spurs in the second tier. And that's the order that I have them in as of today. Rockets, two, Thunder, three, Spurs, four. Uh, but you can see it. I could see it in any order. Um, I could see Spurs, two, Rockets, three, Thunder, four. You see Thunder two, Rockets three, Spurs four. I mean, you could it could be any of those orders, but I just think that those three, that's the next tier for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. Um, I don't see any other team being there. Uh, maybe s- some team will uh, will be a surprise, like the Timberwolves or the Nuggets. But mm-hmm. as of now, I don't feel comfortable in putting any of these team above fifty. And um, I think that the the ranking of these three teams will depend on how many wins they, they like. If we go into the 60s, then I think that the only team that has potential to do that is are the Rockets. Yeah. Um, if there is a race around like 55, then anything can happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, if the Rockets like lose a bit more than expected, then I think that there will be like a huge race in the end of the season, and that will that will be great because I mean, uh, seeding this year is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. For those uh, for those three teams, because who gets like the, um, the second uh, or the third will be uh, will have like a major advantage, uh, and so I mean at least these four teams will will have like a nice uh, second part of the season uh, where the, their, their fans will be happy to see like a meaning meaningful uh, basketball in April. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. I think it's Rockets first, like you said. I think that they just have, they're a Mike D'Antoni team. They're going to run up and down. They're going to put up a ton of threes. They now have two of the best pick and roll point guards on the floor at all times. Like they're going to be really, really good regular season team. When it comes to the playoffs, I don't know because you've seen both James Harden and Chris Paul just completely flame out. And those are your two leaders. So I think that that should be a little bit concerning to the Rockets. But as far as the regular season goes, 
I would kind of be surprised if they're not the two seed, just because they <laughs> they will just be able to put on so many wins. They're gonna they're going to just destroy the bad teams, and they you know they were one of the teams last season that beat the Warriors um, mm-hmm. in the regular season, and I mean they're better than they were last year. They are more versatile than they were last year, and you know maybe it would take maybe like. Trevor Reza falls off a cliff and PJ Tucker can't play. I mean, like then like, Oh, okay. Maybe they're not that much better than last year, but as long as those guys are contributing at high levels, they're, I, I think that they're easily the two seed. Yeah. There is, uh, one thing that, um, that can happen. And that's why last year, uh, rating was so low for the Rockets is injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year they had like a crazy good year. So Eric Gordon played maybe all of the games or close to that. Uh, I think he played like more than 75 a game for sure. And also Ryan Anderson didn't have like any major injury. Mm-hmm. And those were players that, that weren't health, um, healthy for much of the, their career. Right. So I think that that is something uh, to monitor. Maybe it's just like uh, New Orleans. <laughs> it is like a bad place for injuries. Very uh, possible. <laughs> it could be. Uh, and also Chris Paul is not like, it hasn't been, he hasn't been healthy uh, in the last few seasons. So mm-hmm. that is a thing to monitor. So if they have like another year of good health, I'm, I'm sure they will win more than 55. I'm almost sure of that. Uh, if not, then things get interesting for the other two. Yeah. Yeah. Eric Gordon, 75 games, Ryan Anderson, 72. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal for those two. You're right. And that was one of the reasons why I was underrating them going into the season last year. I was like, those guys are not going to stay healthy. Like that's, you know, they're going to play 60 games like they always do. Um, and, you know, James Harden played 81 games or Reza played 80. You know, Reza's 30 going into his 32 season. So, um, it'll be, they're interesting. I, I expect that, I don't think that any of them are like major injury risks as of now. I think that Chris Paul always gets something, but, uh, maybe he doesn't in Houston. Maybe, you know, he is able to play 75 games like Aaron, Aaron, Eric Gordon did. Um, I don't know. Um, the Spurs. I don't know what to think about the Spurs. I can't. I keep looking at their roster and I think this is not impressive. <laughs> but I know that they're always more than the sum of their parts, and that's just yeah. like the Spurs. That's how they. That's how they do things. But I still feel like they're due for like some kind of like a step back, maybe like a fifty-one win season, which is still mm-hmm. incredible for this team. Yeah. <laughs> um, because like, who are there? Like, you have. Kawhi, obviously, who's maybe the third best player in the NBA, which that helps quite a bit. Uh, uh, LaMarcus is still good, even though people hate him. Uh, Danny Green is still really good. Uh, He's a good defender, and he at least has gravity. And then you have like Patty Mills, who is a great spacing point guard. Uh, Powell, who's still shown a lot, um, but is limited defensively. That's where I just think like their defense has to take a step back. Like I just don't who else I don't know who else is gonna be like a, a big defender for them. I mean unless I mean maybe you're a big believer in Bertans or I mean Joffrey is gonna play for yeah. them. That's that's and that will not, not help your defense. We've been a part sure. of that experience. Yeah. yeah. I just don't I, their defense just has to take a step back. They cannot be the best defense in basketball again. And if they are, I mean Coach Popovich deserves like more than just like uh, coach, of the yeah, year. coach of the year. Because yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy, <clears throat> and I feel like signing Rudy Gay is like the Spurs doing the Sam Cassell big balls dance. Just like, come on, everybody, we're going to turn Rudy Gay into an all star here, <laughs> and he's going to be great. We don't care if he's tore his Achilles. We're the Spurs. We're going to turn him into a player. I think it's just crazy. I don't know. I I think that they're to me they're solidly the fourth. The four seed, mm-hmm. uh, I think the Thunder are being underrated by a lot of people. I just think that they upgraded in their weakest positions from last mm-hmm. season. Small forward was a weak position. Backup point guard was a weak position. Power forward was a weak position for them. They upgraded all those spots. I just think that you improve way more <clears throat> as you upgrade your weak spots. And I feel like the Spurs took a step back as far as talent goes. Um, so I don't know if, I don't know if anyone will ever agree with me because I feel like it's, uh, stupid to bet against the Spurs, but 
I feel like the Spurs are solidly, at least in the regular season and in the playoffs. I just don't think that they're as good as the Rockets or Thunder. I just don't. Well, since like their last title, they they didn't show up in the playoffs as much. Um, okay, so you had like a good run uh, last year. Well, they, they they were unlucky last year, but I I, I don't believe they uh, they beat Golden State even with a, a monster Kawhi Leonard. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some sense, this is the, the regular season team. Um, they will, they will be. I mean, the, the, the point is, the player that they add can play in a system. Sure. Uh, Rudy Gay, I mean, he's shown from time to time to be willing to take some sort of direction from the coach. Uh, I mean, they screwed up in Sacramento because basically they they, they, they killed his coach uh, in two months or three, I don't remember. Uh, and so, in some sense, I think that the, that Popovich can run his system with this core. Uh, the thing that worries me the most is the situation of Tony Parker because mm-hmm. in some he... He is not the player he used to be, sure, but he's a big part uh, of what they do. And and if we can come back, then I think they will win, uh, maybe in the high, in the like fifty five range again. If not, and this is as as far as we know now, um, things are not going too well for Tony Parker. Uh, it, it's not expected to start this season for sure, uh, and so. I think that their their point guard rotation is is weak is weaker than last year because if if Patty Mills has to start or if uh, Dejounte Murray has to start things will will not be as smooth as they are uh, because you know that any given year you have Tony Parker there he knows how, how to run the system and then you have uh, like your uh, spark from the bench in Patty Mills and everything works the same if you don't have Tony Parker from the beginning and you don't have your defensive anchor. Um, last year it was um, Dedmond. This year you, you have no one that can play that role. Mm-hmm. I think that you have like you miss two big part of what of what you do, uh, of what the Spurs uh, does, and so uh, this will be the the, the, the thing to monitor uh, at the beginning of the season. Um, if they can turn like Dejounte Murray in a effective player from the beginning, then yes, Popovich deserves everything. And um, I think that Rudy Gay actually will contribute um, more than he has than he had in Sacramento because he will be in a system that allows him to shoot the um, the mid-range because the Spurs does that. Yep. Uh, good mid-range shots and he's capable uh, of doing that. And so, I mean, I, I, I don't I'm not worried about about Rudy Gay. I'm worried about um, having like two centers in Laverne and um, um, Pau Gasol that are not able to be like defensive anchor. And so you have to play Lamarcus at the five a lot with his mm-hmm. core. And I'm not sure how that will work with him. He may be he may demand a trade like on like uh, in the mean like uh, in February maybe. Mm-hmm. So. This is shaky ground for the Spurs, for sure. And but maybe Popovich will surprise us again. Yeah, I thought last year was maybe his best coaching job ever. Oh yeah, um, it was incredible. Yeah, uh, Tony Parker. So he had off-season surgery on June fourteenth to repair a ruptured tendon in his left quad. Uh, he's expected to miss eight months from there, so he's not expected to come back until after the new year. Mm-mm. So that's it, like you said, it's concerning, but it wouldn't be the first time that they had pulled guys out like Dejounte Murray or Bryn Forbes or Davis Bertans or any of these guys, Brandon Paul, and like made them into players. And you're like, oh, okay, great. They're just doing this that Spurs thing where they pick out this guy that looks like a creative player on 2K and they're awesome. You know, that's just, or maybe Derek White, our guy. <laughs> Our guy Derek White, I know, man. I mean, I rush. I love him. I still think that he's going to be able to play. I just that's just their strongest position is just at guard. You know, I just don't. I don't think he'll play over Dejounte Murray because I think the Spurs really like him. Uh, And then Patty Mills will play a lot, and they still have Manu, who they're going to rely on throughout the season. even Brent Forbes is, has been on the team at least for a year. Mm. So I I think 
I like Derek White more than guys like Brent Forbes. Um, but we'll see. It, it's, he's kind of in an interesting position. I think that if he was with the Thunder, I think he'd have a, a better shot of playing. Um, just because, I mean, he just have to beat out Ray Felton. And Ray Felton's good, but I... I mean, right, nobody's Derek White, right? Like, that's, <laughs> I'm, yeah. a, I'm a fan. I think that he's yeah. going to be good, um, but it it may be a year or so. But with yeah. with Parker out, he'll have a shot to play a little bit of backup. I think so. Uh, okay, so we have this is what I have: Warriors, Rockets, Thunder, Spurs, and then my next tier, my third tier is these. I think these two teams make the playoffs. I just think they do. I think these teams are going to be really good. They're going to be fun. These are a league pass type of teams, the Timberwolves and the Nuggets. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they they qualify um, to being the next year. Uh, I'm still not convinced that the Clippers can be part of that tier. Because yeah. this is the, this is the conversation. Um, if uh, if Milos can play heavy minutes, then they will be. Because uh, again, Milos is not a good uh, performer uh, on a single game. So if you have like a, a very important game or a playoff game, uh, play, uh, like Milos can disappear. Like he he did that with Serbia several times and also with Seska. Mm-hmm. But he he is one of the most gifted passer. Uh, in like in the whole world, uh, he he will he will be a crazy good um, player to watch. Uh, but talking about uh, like um, Timberwolves and and, uh, and Nuggets, I think that the Timberwolves are solid because they improved a lot on on defense. And uh, last year they were like really bad on that. They were like actually top ten on offense and bottom ten on defense. So. Uh, having like Jimmy Butler and Taj Gibson that will likely start from them, mm-hmm. um, I think they will improve immediately. Yeah. Uh, if you remember how much OKC improved just to have that Taj Gibson on the floor, mm-hmm. um, I mean, they will have him for uh, for all the season. So I think they will improve a lot. And it's not, I, I, I would not guarantee they will win 50 because it's a, it's hard to do, especially because they play in the hardest division uh, of the NBA. Mm-hmm. Because they like uh, and like the division of the Thunder is is really stacked with a good team. There is no weak team in in, in that oh, division. No, and that, no mm-hmm. so it's crazy. Uh, so it's hard for them to win fifty, uh, but I will not be surprised by like they will win probably 48 49 and yeah. so i think i have them as a fifth seed as of now uh with denver i think they will make the the postseason but i'm not sure they will be the sixth seed who do you because have I, as the sixth seed i i i'm really uh like i don't know i probably put still the clippers okay uh, um but the, the reason is the following i'm not sold on on their defense so last sure. year they were dreadful on defense yes. because Nikola Jokic <laughs> is one of the most amazing big men in the league, mm-hmm. but his defense is probably uh, counter esque or maybe a bit worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, having Millsap, they, they say, well, having Millsap will fix all your problems. That is not <laughs> true. So Enes Kanter played like um, maybe a hundred or, or more games with the Serge Ibaka. Mm-hmm. And their defensive rating was bad, right? So really bad. Even if they had like one of the most uh, like like the better uh, rim protector or uh, or help help uh, side defender. So having a good defender with um, together on the front court together with a with a bad one is not a guarantee to 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 improve your defense because people will target Jokic anyway. Sure. And so if if Jokic can pull. Like can improve his defense and be below average, but not dreadful. I think they will win maybe more than Minnesota because the like the Denver factor is huge. Like their home court uh, has a clear advantage in terms of um, uh, like stamina uh, of the player that goes there to play. And so I think that they have a shot, but I have to see. I have to see that they improve on on the defensive side as much as advertised. Yeah, I mean it's. It's they're very interesting offensively. I think they're going to be amazing. I think that they're going to spread the floor. I think they'll basically Jokic is going to be like their point center 
uh, just because I don't think they have any like really great point guards, but I just don't think you need it. I think that Gary Harris can handle the ball just fine. I think even guys like Will Barton, Jamal Murray, they're going to try and see if he's a point guard. Uh, but I don't think any of those guys need to ha- actually have point guard skills. Uh, I think they can get out and run. I think that they can shoot a lot of threes. I think their biggest challenge is that they're overloaded at the power forward. They have one like real small forward. Uh, they need wings, and they don't ha- they don't have them anymore because uh, Will Barton's really not big enough to guard uh, like big wings because he's too skinny. Uh, and they're going to rely on like Wancho Hernan Gomez to play the three, um, and he's probably more ideally a four. Um, so I, I think that that will be their biggest challenge. And they've got there's trades to be made for this team. Um, but I really wish that they were a team that could have gotten their hands on like CJ miles or somebody like that. Um, cause I think that he would have been a great backup to Wilson Chandler and come in and bomb threes. Um, but they need a guy like that. Somebody that's got some size that is at least passable on defense and come in and bomb threes, but everybody's looking for those guys. Right. Um, <clears throat> but I think, I think they're going to be good. I just think that in this day and age, a great, offense which i think they can be is just more valuable and wins more games in the regular season than a great defense and that's what worries me about the jazz um is that i just don't know how they score uh but you look at this nuggets team and they're probably a top five offense and if they can be the 20th best defense and not they were 29th last season um if they can be the 20th which is a big jump to make yeah um then i think that they that they're a solid playoff team. If they're 29th again, I think that you're right. I think they're battling for the eighth seed again and might be on the outside looking in just because you have teams like the Clippers, you said, and the Blazers and Utah and the Grizzlies and even the Pelicans. If something magical happens there, um, like you still have all these really good teams. And if you falter a little bit and you're in this back half where there's, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams, that can make mm-hmm. make the playoffs like you're just kind of i mean if you falter a little bit or you have one bad injury to a key player you're screwed and that yeah that really sucks because i mean if i get and they're gonna lose wilson chandler probably at some point and if wancho can't play starter minutes at the three then you're looking at either just playing small or i mean then you're just kind of in trouble so yeah. i it's they're, you're right. I mean, they're they're probably in a tougher position than than I realize. But I really like their roster. I love the way they built their team. Um, but it will be it'll be interesting. And also, you're going to get a full season of Nikola Jokic starting at the center, uh, which is what they didn't have last season. And maybe if they did that last season, they'd be closer to a playoff spot than they ended up being. Um, so, well, they were one shot away. <laughs> well, yeah. How many games was it? <laughs> No, no, I mean, I think that the Russ's shot basically took them out. It was one or two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, see, I hear you saying, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah they were, yeah, it was, they were a game. They were a game back from the Blazers. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, and, and like, one thing that people discount, and maybe I'm putting too much value on that, is the fact that Gallinari was effective in running some uh, of their offense from sure. pick and roll and stuff like that. They Millsap will not able to do that. Like by any means, so um, I'm sure that Jokic can take uh, more load uh, on that end, so um, he can take more possession, uh, mm-hmm. and and that that will be great for for them. But still, not having a versatile player like Gallo that can play effectively the four and and, um, and the three uh, is not it's not like a, a an easy loss for them. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that they will be okay on offense, but still, I mean, having having a player like Gallo when when Jokic wasn't on the floor uh, was helpful. Yeah, because he created easy points because he, yeah. he could get to the free throw line, uh, he can create his own shot, and now there's a ton of pressure on guys that people really really like. People really like Gary Harris, but there's a ton of pressure on him to be a creator, and people really like Jamal Murray, a second year guard. Uh, there's a ton of pressure on both those guys. And if they can deliver, then I think that succeed will be pretty easy for them. If they struggle, yes. um, you know, it could, they could be a seed. Um, I can see that pretty easily. Um, okay. Seven and eight. 
which really includes like all the way up to like the 12th seed. <laughs> it's like my next tier. Uh, I don't know. I still am not confident in my picks. I've sat here and I have literally changed my picks probably four times. Just, just sitting here. Uh, who do you, who did you settle on for seven and eight? Well, I had like the Clippers uh, as the sixth seed. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so then I had Denver, and I'm I, I I'll probably toss a coin and decide now who is the eighth because I have mm-hmm. really no clue. I tend to give a nod to to Utah, uh, but if you tell me now that uh, the Grizzlies uh, retain Joe Michael Green, that maybe uh, that will give. The edge to the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. so I think that these two teams would be the ones uh, to to battle for that eight seed. Um, I know that the Grizzlies lost like uh, Randolph and Carter, but they still have like good veterans that that know how to play. Mm-hmm. And the thing that scares me about that is that they they could very well decide not to retain uh, John Michael Green and then shop immediately both guys. Yeah. And then push the like the kaboom button and rebuild everything from scratch because they there are like stories and um, articles about they're struggling uh, in terms of like um, money and, and stuff like that. So it's yeah. it's not like a, an impossible uh, scenario. And so if that happens, of course they they are probably the worst team in the league and um, in a very good draft. So they have all the incentives to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe they they instead they decide to have another run of this and and if they and if they do then I think they have an edge on Utah just because they they know how to win games. This is very important in the NBA. They constantly overperform their uh, net rating by yeah. by winning a lot in close games by having like good veterans that can, that know how to play in certain situations. I don't see the same in in, in Utah. And that's why I, I, I put them uh, as uh, currently outside of the playoff. But again, it's it's really a uh, coin toss. Yeah. Uh, I think I have the Blazers in. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about them. They, they, they can be in too. I, I don't yeah. trust like their second part of the season. Mm, yeah. Like. Yeah. After, after the trade deadline, I'm with you. I don't think that that's their team. Um, but I... Don't think that they're as bad as they were at the beginning of the season either. I think that they're somewhere in between. And Nurkic is in great shape coming into the season. And really, all that it's going to take for them to make the playoffs for me is if they can find one of these forwards that can play. And it yeah. doesn't matter who it is. Like, if Noah Vonley can come in and play, awesome. If Alfred Camino can hit his threes, fantastic. Uh, I think Ed Davis is like a, is a backup, and he's a really good backup. Uh but then you also have guys like Myers Leonard and uh, Mo Harkless. Like, what's his season going to look like? Is he going to be more of a volume three-point shooter? They just need to get a volume three-point shooting out of somebody uh, because they lost their best role-playing volume guy in Alan Crabb. Uh, and now they're heavily relying on CJ and Dame, which they were anyways. But those guys are so good. Like the Yeah. <laughs> those guys are incredible. And if Nurkic can be anywhere near he was... Uh, where he was whenever he came over in the trade, and then they can get something out of one of these power forwards. Uh, I think that they're, I think that they're a really good team. I, th- I still think that they're fighting for playoff position with all these other teams, uh, but I just, I don't know. I just think that Dame and CJ are going to win you games, and then if you can have one good big in Nurkic, and then a couple role players to step up, I think that that's enough. Yeah, but you know, I mean. Uh... Plumley wasn't that bad. I mean, he wasn't good. I don't like him as a as a starting caliber center, but he mm-hmm. wasn't bad. I mean, he he did stuff for them. Sure. So in some sense, I I don't know what happens with them at the beginning of the season, but it's kind of concerning the way they approach uh, the first part of the season. And then they say, "Oh well, we are too far behind. We have to play," and they somehow succeed in doing that. And also, as you as you point out, I mean, now you don't have. Uh, a reliable shooter out there yeah. with the second unit. You you need to have someone that steps up. That step up. Maybe is uh, more heartless. Maybe uh, is um, even Turner that somehow finds the way to shoot better than last year. I don't trust that. Yeah. And so I even at the small forward position, they 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 are not settled in a good rotation. Um, 
so they, they have issues. Maybe maybe Nurkic explodes, and that will be enough. But if not, if uh, he goes back into the um, like moody uh, behavior and stuff like that, they they are in trouble to to reach the playoffs. I I, I don't trust them, and uh, as I don't trust basically any other team in in, in this spot. So mm-hmm. again. It is a good point. I mean, maybe maybe it, they are uh, a better pick than the Grizzlies, um, but I have the, the, the concern that I just discussed. Yeah, yeah. And Nurkic is in a contract year, and he seems like your classic like contract year guy. Like, no one respects me. I'm going to show them, and part part of how I'm going to show them is I'm going to get this massive deal and show that I'm like, I don't know what he thinks, top five center in his mind, which he might be. Like, he's good. Like, Jusuf mm-hmm. Nurkic is really, like, he's a legit uh, center. Um, the Clippers, for me, I just, I don't know. I don't know that they can make the playoffs just because their stars are just injury concerns. Outside of DeAndre, I just look at Blake, and I'm just like, man, I just, I don't know if Blake can keep it together all season. If if you get a seventy games from Blake, boom! Like I might put him at the sixth seed, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you get if you're only getting you know forty fifty games from him, which is possible, uh, I think that they're in big trouble. And the same with Gallo. Like Gallo's great, and I think that he really helps create shots uh, and really helped Denver last season. But he's such an injury risk. Uh, yeah. And if both those guys go down for any time. Then like who who's creating offense? Like you're asking basically Lou Williams to be like your offensive hub, uh, and that's not a great position to be in. Uh, but I do I like what they've done. I like how they recovered um, from losing Chris Paul. Uh, but I just don't I don't trust their their two offensive stars. Um, but if they stay healthy, like if they play seventy games. And you know you're going to get a ton of games from DeAndre. I think Pat Bev will play a lot. Uh, if they can get anything from Sam Decker out on the wing as well, uh, I think that they're a solid playoff team. Uh, but just because I don't trust their injury history, uh, I have them. I think I have them making the eighth seed as of as of now. Um, but like like we've talked about, like none of this is solid. Like I, people talk about like how crazy the West is going to be. It's crazier than you think it is. Like just yeah. sit, just sit down and look at all the teams that you have to leave out on the outside. Like I've got uh, Utah, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans on the outside looking in, and that's that's crazy. Like Utah, I, I like how they've recovered as well, but I think they may be a year away because I just don't know who scores. Like who yeah, who yeah, is going to score the ball for them? And I know they have an elite defense, and that's fantastic. But in this league, I just don't think elite defense matters as much as elite offense. And you have these teams that can be elite offensively in the Nuggets and the Blazers. And, then you know, the Clippers could still be a really good offensive team um, mm. with with the personnel that they have. Blake has shown that he can carry an offense and he can carry a team uh, when healthy. Um, but I just don't that, – that guy doesn't exist in Utah. You know, he's yeah. – like Rodney Hood is the guy that they're asking – for that to be and like we have really don't know what Rodney Hood is going to be he didn't have a great season last year he was good the year prior uh, but he's never had to carry this kind of load so it'll be and the loss of George Hill is just is huge as well I know he's only there for a year uh, but he was tremendous for them last season and Rubio is great but but it's not George Hill no and he's not going to create he can't create his own shot like George Hill could and he creates good offense for others but poor ricky rubio has just been in positions where he doesn't have like great spacing like he says he ever had a great spacing team probably not um no i mean he would thrive in like a mike d'antoni like running gun you know he'd probably average 12 assists a game but again now he's like in this sludge kind of offense with utah they're gonna play slow they're deliberate they pass the ball a ton and doesn't really allow Ricky to do what he could really do well. I just don't. Uh, the more I think about this Jazz team, and I listen to David Locke a lot, and I think that he's mm-hmm. he loves he thinks that they're a solid playoff team. I just I just don't buy it. I'm just not. I don't see it. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, I want to get a back one second to the Clippers. The reason why I, I trust the Clippers a bit more is because of Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. That guy will keep the locker room in t- like um, united and, and, and ready every game. You remember the like him coming arriving to Houston like um, at one, they they played like ten day ten games without him last season because he wasn't healthy mm-hmm. or some he they were bad he came in from the like the next game they were completely another team like completely different so I think that he will be able to 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 command a certain commitment for everyone from everyone. Because he will he will show uh, commitment uh, and care and like they, they, he will he will do like everything uh, on the court. So in some sense, that's why I have them a little bit higher, and I I kind of trust Milos a bit more uh, because I mean I, I I saw him play maybe like for the last five years a lot, and so he he's able to run an offense, and if he if he has like a guy like Beverly um, that can carry the defensive load. Then I, I think I think they they can get away with that. But coming to to, uh, to Utah, it's really not easy to 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 take out two forty forty ish percent three point shooters from a team yeah. uh, that can create and replace them with a, a guy that I like in Rubio, but not as a maybe your starting um, point guard for a playoff team. And and also you you put a huge um, load on on your uh, rookie Donovan Mitchell that will play I think and Rodney Hood which is which hasn't been healthy uh, for the past seasons and yes he's a nice shooter but I don't think he's a great creator he can do that but he's not great as Award was so if you take out those two and check the numbers of Utah last season they were bad. They were not good. <laughs> like, um, and also, I mean, your backup point guard. Last year you had like a solid veteran player, and now you rely completely on Donovan Mitchell and Dante Exum. Uh, if those guys step up, sure, you can you can fight for uh, seven, maybe maybe even more if they pan out uh, completely. But if not, you you have like a rotation like the the one that OKC had last season. With yeah. a known experience um, rookie, well, sort of rookie point guard, uh, not a veteran one for sure, that need to handle um, the ball a lot. Last year, that didn't happen because, like, uh, Shelby Mack was a good defender. Um, he knew how to how to do stuff for them. Uh, this year would be like a challenge, and so they have they have like a lot of uh, question marks, and I. I think they they can win 38 39 but even win 40 will be very very hard for them. So maybe they will because Rudy is great and maybe Derek Favors uh, remembers how to be uh, a great power forward. That could happen, but they have like a, a lot of question marks and I currently I have them like um on the 10th spot I guess. Yeah, I I think I'm with you the more I think about this team. I mean, Rodney Hood, they're expecting him to be their go-to guy. He's never had a higher than a 14 PER last season. He was a 12.4 PER. Uh, he's a 0.3 VORP last season. Uh, he's negative box score plus minus last season. Uh, like the numbers just don't, I don't see it. Like I think that he's a solid role player. I think that people really wanted him over Mitch McGarry, which you should still very much want that because like Rodney Hood's a good NBA player. Mitch McGarry's yeah. uh, smoking weed in China somewhere. Um, but man, I just don't think that he's a go-to guy. I think he's a complimentary piece and he might be put in an unfair position this season. And maybe he blows up. Like I, I've, yeah. I'm wrong about things all the time, but from what I've seen from him, I just don't see it. Like I haven't seen him as a go-to guy. I think that he's shown flashes of that, um, but I just, man, I just don't see it. Yeah, me neither. Um, and the Pelicans are out. Like I just, their team makes no sense. Their two best players play the same position and don't really fit that well in the court together. And they're going to rely on Rajon Rondo a lot, which is a really scary proposition. They have no shooting on the wing. Uh, they have no wings. They've got, 
Right. Yeah, you're right. They've got no wings. Tony Allen is going to play a ton for them. Yeah. And, you know, Tony Allen, I love Tony Allen. He's, um, we're both Oklahoma State alumni. He's a really gritty player. He's a great leader. Uh, but at some point, you got to shoot the basketball. Like the basketball yeah, got to go in the hoop. With, yeah, especially with DeMarcus and Anthony Davis on the floor. Right. You have to provide. Like, I saw like a very nice clip that Matt Moore put uh, on Twitter uh, about like um, four or five pick and rolls. So with um, DeMarcus handling and Anthony Davis was the screener. It is a very, very nice play to run if you have space. Mm-hmm. If you don't have space, you cannot run that play because, like, the defense will sink in and you don't have, like, the actual space to run through uh, towards the basket. So either they, they find some somehow that uh, Rajon Rondo can shoot or, like, um, Eton Moore takes a bigger role or anything. But they are in huge troubles in terms of like NBA personnel. So they don't have enough guy to, 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 to be like a successful NBA team, I think. So either they, they like Anthony Davis becomes like a 60 point per game uh, player, like any given <laughs> night, uh, which is shown he can, but uh, maybe not every, every night. And so, and, and maybe the Marcus plays his best season uh, ever because mm-hmm. he, he is in a contract year. Uh, but even even with with those seasons, you need to have guys that, that shoot the ball besides you, and so um, they don't have that, no. uh, and they have like a terrifying injury history. So you don't trust them to be healthy for the rest of the season, and you have like too many uh, missing points uh, on the Pelicans. So they will probably, I think, they will move something. Uh, in season, so maybe in December or close to the deadline, because they 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 need to do something with that roster. Yeah. Um, I mean, they'd be they'd probably be better off trading Demarcus for like two solid rotation players. They, like, they are trading him. They, they no one will give you like two players, two good players. Now, I mean, you're probably right. You're probably right. But they just it just they just don't make sense. And I feel they're just in an awful position. Here's how bad of a position they're in. They signed our guy, Perry Jones the third, to their roster. Yeah. That's that's how bad things have gotten. And Perry Jones, like I he's got a ton of talent. He's a yeah. great athlete. Uh but the dude can't play. Uh but he might play for this team. Like he's competing with Darius Miller. Yeah. Uh, and who's better between Perry, Perry Jones and Darius Miller? Like, I have no idea. Probably Darius no. Miller, but I have no idea. And they're, yeah. it's, it's just, they're both just not really NBA players. And they're, they're just in big trouble. And well, once Perry Jones uh, scored like 32, then he had like a great interview afterwards. Said, now I don't have the chip on, like, I, I have the, chip, I, I play with this chip on the shoulder. I will be great this season. And he never scored in double figure again. Right. So. <laughs> It was it was like the crazy season with injuries, and, and, and I think that we all hoped yeah. for like two or three uh, games that he, he he could do like part of what KD was doing. And yeah, that wasn't real. Yeah. yeah. So he at the beginning of the season there was a lot of hope for him that season. It was fourteen fifteen. He against the Clippers, uh, and that's the game that like everybody went out of that game. I think Russ got hurt momentarily, and then KD went out in that game. Or Katie was already out. Uh, yeah, yeah, tons, was already out. Tons of people got hurt during that game. He scored 32 points that night, took 17 shots. Against Denver, the next game, he had 20 points, four boards, then 16. And then against Toronto, he had four. And then he got hurt. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't the last game that he scored in double figure, but I remember, I remember that. Yeah, and then like, uh, he was abysmal the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. And that was then, sad was traded to the Celtics and out of the league. Yeah. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's see. So here's my eight Warriors, Rockets, Thunder, Spurs, Wolves, Nuggets, Blazers, Clippers is my eight. Who's who are your, give me your six through eight again. Uh, I would say I said uh, Clippers, then Grizzlies. Then I don't feel great about it now. Um, and I probably said uh, 
Denver. Denver the seventh and the Grizzlies yeah. the eighth. Okay. Yeah, I'm tempted to put the Grizzlies in too. They're just another team that's one injury away from yeah. being out. And really all these teams are. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I, I I again they they can have an injury or they can just push the rebuilding button and yeah. and but if not, if they play it out, I think they have a, a legit shot to be the eighth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I agree. I, I think people are discounting them tremendously just because they are um they're kind of boring and stale, but they're a veteran team. They know how to win games and they've just shown that year after year. Um, Michele, thanks for coming on the show. We can follow you on Twitter at Mikey Berra, M I K Y B E R R A. Uh, tonight we are recording our first OKC dream team podcast. If you haven't heard about it, it's with myself, Fred Katz, John Hamm and Royce Young. We'll be recording that tonight and releasing it tomorrow morning if you have any interest in listening to that you need to go to patreon.com backslash okc dream team and you can check it out there there's a lot more info there there's a video uh they're kind of explaining everything we'd love to have you uh, subscribe and become a part of that um Michele, anything else going on no, the podcast, the OKC uh, Dream Team is great. You should really, really subscribe. I did. So, I mean, it's definitely worth your uh, your time. Awesome. Thanks, Michele. And uh, we'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. We'll have another show for you. The, the Thunder season is creeping up on us. Uh, it's going to be really exciting. I uh, hope you guys have a great Monday, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday. 